for tuning in to Magic City Business, a podcast dedicated to celebrating the people, systems, and tech behind the best businesses in Birmingham, Alabama. Hey, hey, Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome back to the Magic City Business Podcast. I am joined by my beautiful wife. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, dear. She is, in addition to my wife, she has been our one and only sponsor to this show, and we're uh, obviously grateful for that. But she's got some big news. So traditionally, you're hearing me come on the uh, airwaves here and talk about the Diana Will Lending Team and give you her in MLS number. I always get that absolutely correct, you as do. you guys know. <laughs> but she's had a change here in companies, and I wanted to talk to you her about that because it has some really specific implications not only for her mortgage lending team, which is kind of a new concept in lending. Is that right? It is. There's not been a bunch of like teams. Which may have been a reason why you guys decided that you needed to make a shift. But also this new company has a lot of benefits to the consumer, which is really important to you. But as a team builder myself, I build real estate teams and I know that people leave real estate teams once they outgrow the model. So tell us what happened in your experience. Well, it was nothing bad. It was just, you know, what was next. So as the market begins to shift, most business owners start taking a look at what's next in their business. And for me, being fairly new in my opinion, still to mortgage. We're starting year five. So being new to mortgage, we've never really experienced a massive shift like we have. So in just thinking through what the next few years look like, and how we were going to proceed, there were some some pain points really that started to creep up with less buyers in the market because of the interest rates, that means less affordability. So obviously, there's less loans. So the loans get harder. Underwriting gets tougher. Money gets more expensive. So there's a lot of things that go into it that really affect our business. So I started looking about a year and a half ago, I got a call from a recruiter, she snuck through, I typically block them. But I thought it was an underwriter. So I picked it up. We had an amazing conversation, really just liked her and told her I was not interested. She got me again, not too long ago, and really started just from a conversation of how could I help you? Like, what are some pain points you guys, you and your team are experiencing in the industry? So we really started talking through them. In doing that, you know, I talked to Mark, our chief revenue officer, and they, I mean, they were able to solve like 15 of my 17 issues that I was having. And so in doing that, as a business owner and as a team builder, we know our system, you know, like everybody can get loans done. It's just the process and how much you're going to have to push through. So having less push and having a happier team allows us to give better customer service to our clientele and to our realtors. So there was quite a few things that really influenced my decision to make a move to a smaller company. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you never thought you would make this move. You were just for lack of a better term, in love with the company you're working with. And so it was a very, very difficult decision. I would say the hardest decision of my grown-up life. Wow, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I kind of lived it with you on the sidelines, but I also saw the late evenings of frustration when you've got a pending closing and you've got people with a whole moving truck packed and nowhere to go and, and really no certainty. 
of whether there would be a closing or maybe there would be, but when would it be? There's yeah. no certainty of a date. And so I always trusted that it would get done. But in today's climate of people being home, I mean, like homeless, you know, and it getting done is it's no longer just okay that we got it done. Like it really needs to fall in line with the contract. I mean, we have buyers and sellers in contracts, legal contracts, and that matters. And so, yeah, having like your arms bound in the evenings and not being able to get people because they've clocked out, it's very awful. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, and, and <laughs> you sat on the couch with me. <laughs> yeah. The, the buck stops with you, at least in terms of the real estate agent and the consumer there placing the blame on you for when things go wrong. And it's my plate and I get that. But for me, I am like an ultimate personal responsibility person. So I don't ever want to have to say, well, we didn't hear back from the underwriter. You know, like that's unacceptable. I mean, that's just unacceptable to me and it should be unacceptable to the clients and to our realtors. And so I wanted to put my team in a position where we weren't saying that ever again. Well, and also it should be unacceptable to the underwriter. It should be. You know, I've always said this as a real estate agent. I live by this rule and I, and I pass this on to our agents that they should really work with local lenders because if you're working with an online for, you know, just to keep my nose clean here, yeah, just an that. online lender, you know, who may have a loan officer sitting in a cubicle in Omaha, Nebraska, who... If something goes awry, their local reputation is not tarnished. And a lot of times these big, huge banks, and you see the commercials on TV, you know, when they're cranking out that much advertising, maybe they're not necessarily, their business model is not necessarily focused on that repeat customer. But you as the hyper local loan officer, count on referrals, count your reputation is all you have. And in a lot of cases, you only get one shot with an agent. You may have done a stellar job with an agent on multiple deals. One goes completely sideways and... It's not any different than like your kid lying to you. You know, as much as you really want to give them the trust back instantly, it takes a minute. And trust is one of those really funny things that as much as you like people, it doesn't really matter if you've proven that you're process is no longer trustworthy. Well, and that's one thing that I saw too. I know you don't want to disparage the company and, and I'm not going to too much, but one of the things that I, I went to the corporate headquarters and we see all these phrases and slogans and mantras on the walls. And for the longest time there, this was true that it wasn't something that was just on a wall. It was something that was actually lived out. Yeah. And there was a streamlined process there. And it was part of your value proposition. For whatever reason, we know that there is in, in the corporate world, it is very hard to sustain culture. It is. It, it's hard to stay connected to your roots and where you came from and what got you to where you are today. I kind of feel like that's what's happened, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there were several things that nobody saw coming, COVID, 2.75 interest rates. And you know, when the world is raining refis, you know, everybody has to shift and pivot. So I totally understand how it happened, 
because, you know, I mean, you saw me too. I, I had a shift and pivot. I was working till two o'clock in the morning every night during those COVID times, trying to save as much money for our clients as possible. So I get it. But at the same time, because I'm a systems builder in the way that I see things, I see inefficiency and I'm always striving for efficiency. And so when I'm able to really look and find something that really suits the needs of not only myself and the consumer and the realtor, but my team, like I'm playing the long game for sure with my team. You know, there's four of us and I want it to stay that way for a really long time with these women that I have. And so having responsibility to make sure that they're happy too really, really matters to me. Yeah. So you were able to increase their bottom lines. Yes. You know, you're able to make them more profitable, help them provide more for their family. But I want to kind of make this point because if there's business owners listening or people that want to start their own business, I think there's a teachable moment for them here because you guys were sounding the alarm well in the advance. Hey, not only are we not happy, but the system is breaking. The system is less efficient than it once was. Hey, I see ways that we can make this better. And the upper echelon management was like, oh, the system's fine. The system's not broken. Yeah. Yes and no. Having conversations when everybody's busy doesn't always go where they need to go or people don't see them or they don't think it's as big of a deal as it is when you're having them. So maybe it's just the grandeur of the mission and the vision statement of the company kind of clouds what's happening in the trenches in the day to day. Like, hey, we have this big grand vision because your prior company does a heck of a lot of good with its profit. So much. And maybe they got so focused on that and less focused on where the money actually came from. I don't know. I think there's some lessons here for big corporations. But I don't want to dwell on those lessons. I want to dwell on the new. But one thing in Viola Davis's book, it's like my favorite quote now is that you don't have a why without a how. And so I just keep reminding myself that like, how we get to give and how my team and I get to give is by the loans and it's by the referrals and it's by the customer service experience. It's by the Princeton promise. So being able to really like align with a company that has radical transparency and radical accountability, like to the point where in having conversations with them, I was like, this is going to be uncomfortable. And I think I'm here for it. And had the same conversation with my girls. I'm like, you know, Janet is really kind of shifting from production partner to processor. So because it's a new system, we're tweaking our system. And so Janet now will, you know, really be corporate and be operations and report to other people, even though she's our processor. The radical accountability there is no joke. I mean, every day. So their slogan is every loan every day. And every single day, there's a KPI report that comes out of what is supposed to be triggered on every loan in the company. If 100% of those are not met, there's a happy hour every single day at four o'clock. So nobody clocks out. And so let's clarify that happy hour is not we're having margaritas. It's It's not a happy hour. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is a happy hour. So I think that's what is so cool with my relationship with Mark is he's really flipped my mindset on 
accountability and personal responsibility is like, it doesn't feel good in the moment, but it is a happy hour because we have managers and underwriters and the entire operations team showing up every day at four o'clock saying, what do we have to do today to make sure we support everybody whose loan this is? the clients, the realtors, you know, so I think it's beautiful. So, you know, it may sting in the moment and there may be things that like happened and and you couldn't get that condition or, you know, whatever it is for the reason that they have happy hour. But I just think it's cool that nobody goes home and there's no, like, you don't just clock out and go home and then come back and deal with it tomorrow. You have to be responsible and accountable for your job. And I think that's cool. That's how it was in the beginning where you were. And then it morphed into that nameless, faceless person in a cubicle who at the end of the day was more concerned about going home than whether to their home where they have a roof than the person who's driving from wherever in a moving van with dogs and kids who doesn't have a home and is counting on them to do their job to make sure they have a home and they're like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. Or I'm misreading the income because everything should be fine. I mean, some of these loans at the end should have been easy and they weren't. And so that brings me to my next. Well, and I'll say that's probably the case with, I mean, it's the case when you insert humans in any position, you know, I mean, there's going to be mistakes and I get that. But if you insert radical accountability and radical transparency, every day, then the lack of communication goes away. And so there are going to be mistakes. But if we deal with them every eight hours, everybody's life is better. Everybody's life is better. There's longevity in the business. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be less layoffs. One of the things that I love too, is that because we grind from eight to five every day and every or four, whatever, they're Eastern, the operations, they're not worn out either. When happy hours over, everybody goes home. Because your day's done. Every loan every day. And so they're all touched. And then at the end of happy hour, you don't have overworked underwriters and processors and all of these things. It just gets done before four o'clock. Well, it takes me back to like a childhood lesson that I was instilled with from my dad, I guess. But it was just like, you can have so much more fun. You can be so much more present. You can enjoy the moment so much more when there's not all this looming responsibility undone work. Yeah. Right. Just kind of hanging on your shoulder. So you go home and you're like, everybody's good. Everybody's taken care of. And you earned it. Yeah. Like you earned it. You did your job. And so I just think the way that it's set up, it is meant to have longevity for operations and sales and for them to work together to make sure that every loan gets touched every day. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the control because one of the things that would frustrate you would be a lack of control, a feeling of helplessness. How are you able to solve problems just like you, like a push of the button or a click of the mouse or an executive decision? How does that translate to the benefit of the consumer with your new position at your new company? So... Princeton Mortgage is substantially smaller than movement, which was something that we were seeking. We weren't looking to make an apples to apples move. We were really looking for something radically different. And we did find that. So by having my own branch, we just have the ability because the system and is set up differently, I have the ability to make way more decisions in terms of my business and the loan officers that would be in my branch financially instead of waiting on 
approvals and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's happy hour every day. All the KPIs get hit every single day. Yeah. What about technology? I know we've got the Magic City Cowboy, who is my co-host on this show usually, but he raves about your app. What is he Man, talking about the there? App Why is, is it so, so good. good? Well, I used to have the app, and then we got the app taken away from us. And at Princeton, they have the app. So it is our mobile app, and it is amazing. It is for both realtors and clients. It's co-branded for the realtors. So when I set up your app, it's got your face, your logo, and your home search link that you can now send to your clients on your behalf, where they can calculate loans. You can calculate loans. You can calculate affordability. It's the most high-tech mortgage calculators in the business. And you can send stuff to your clients in PDF form via text in seconds. It makes everybody red light ready. Me, the realtor, and the consumer. Everybody has the tools in their hands. Yeah. So just makes it super efficient. So efficient. And there's like a scanner in there. So, you know, say they are writing an earnest money check, they can just hop into their app and take a picture and send it. And it's in my inbox in seconds. If they need to do that with paycheck stubs, driver's license, whatever it is, they can get me documents in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, I want to switch gears. Is there anything else I'm missing about Princeton Mortgage that you want to brag on? Well, okay. So we talked about happy hour. We talked about radical transparency. One of their other, I guess, mission statements is progress over peace. Mm. And that comes with the radical transparency and accountability is that, you know, there's going to be uncomfortable conversations and radical candor that happens at Princeton Mortgage. But because of that, they're going to make progress instead of just kind of sitting in it. And I really appreciate that after being in the business for as long as I have. The other thing that I was shocked by is the Princeton promise. So three times during the process, Clients are going to get an email from our CEO, Rich, that says, if for any reason you're unhappy with the service at Princeton, we're going to give you a thousand bucks and we're going to close your loan still. So it just speaks more to transparency and accountability. And they get it three times, not one time at the end of the loan or anything like that. Three times during the process. All right. So I just want to pause here too, just to speak to other business owners, real estate agents, small business owners, even, you know, these big, you know, corporate conglomerates, like if there's any question in your mind or any doubt around accountability, we talk a lot about it at our company. We've talked about it for the longest time about how accountability is love. It's the highest form of love one human being can show another. Because if you see somebody that's doing something that's detrimental to their occupation or to their family, and you don't say anything, are you actually showing that person that you care about them, that you love them. Some of these conversations are difficult, but really there's a lot of research around accountability. A lot of people are afraid of it because they're it trying, stinks. they don't want to rock that friendship boat, right? But there's ways to go about it. It's all about how we frame things. It's about the relationship yeah. too. So, you know, in coming to Princeton, it was a, you have to promise us that you're going to tell us the truth no matter what. And it was refreshing. And I was like, promise. Like, I'm going to tell you the truth no matter what. And you may be pissed off at me. You know, hopefully on Monday you won't be pissed off at me anymore. But it is what it is. And I'm going to tell you my truth and you're going to accept it. And so just having the relationship framed that way from the get-go is really awesome. Yeah. Accountability 
it is what helps us reach our full potential. Yes. And we should not shy away from it. We should seek it. Leaders should seek to instill it in their teams and frame it in such a way that they understand why it's important, why that they are being held accountable, why they should gravitate towards it. And then there's a way you can frame it in terms of the way you deliver it verbally. Instead of saying, well, why didn't you do it the correct way? Or why did you do that? Just say like, hey, what can we do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Right. Right. So I just want to kind of put that bug out there because from the real estate side, I see a lot of real estate team leaders that are just floundering, failing miserably because they want to create this little circle, this little ecosystem, their little tribe and be friendly and go out to happy hours and all that stuff, like a real happy hour where you're having a marg, <laughs> um, and just joke and, and it's just like a friend group. And that's really not helping them from a business owner standpoint or helping their people. I mean, the purpose of a leader, I feel, is to help the people underneath you get what you want. And in yeah. turn, you get what you want. Yeah, I think a lot of us, like as the culture atmosphere has grown through corporate cultures and communities and real estate offices and all of those things everywhere, I think a lot of people have really framed it as family. And family are people you don't get to choose, you know? And so I think that more business owners need to frame it as like a major league baseball team, you know, where you have to be elite, but you also have to earn your spot, mm -hmm. you know, and there are coaches and it does suck sometimes when you mess up and there is consequences to the mess up. But instead of looking at it like a family where we're all just stuck together, good or bad, you know, I think things need to be looked at from a major league sports team, you know, where everybody earns their spot every single day. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a little healthy competition, mm -hmm. right? I mean, because we all get complacent. I mean, human nature is this thing where we have everybody's in some shape or form or fashion has a lazy gene. Creature of comfort. You know, yeah, we get in ruts. We get in grooves. We take our foot off the gas pedal. If you bring up one more time, <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> no, I'm not bringing up the Today Show. Learned my lesson with that yesterday. But we all slip into funks or whatever it is. We get distracted. Life is full of distractions. And we need people around us to go, hey. Clock back yeah, in. Yeah, let's clock back in. And that's not a negative thing. That's a positive thing. It should be should a positive be. Yes. thing. Yes. And it's again, it's all the way you frame it. It's the way you verbalize it. It's your body language. It's your tone of voice. It's all that stuff. So if you're looking to start a team, make sure that you're doing your homework on accountability, the psychology of accountability. And if you're looking to join a team, make sure that's part of their value proposition. So I wanted to switch gears though, because you know, whether you're at Princeton Mortgage or whether you're at your prior company, a lot of things went wrong at the prior company, but you were able to overcome those challenges. And I'm sure there's some challenges that maybe you don't know on the horizon with Princeton and you will overcome those challenges. But there's a whole vibe to what you guys do that's very, very attractive. And I think you guys have, I don't know personally, the mortgage industry well enough to know like what the timeline is like of reaching the top 1% of loan officers in the nation. But it seems like 
you guys were on a very fast trajectory, certainly forming a mortgage team, which is so new in the industry. There's probably people that have been in the business a lot longer than you have the mortgage industry that haven't even thought about forming a team. So there's something very magnetic about what you guys do. And I wondered if you could explain that because you get random referrals from people you've never even met. It's just weird. Yeah, it's awesome. How does it happen? I don't even know. We've been married for a really long time. And so you... Feels like yesterday to me. It sure does. Still honeymooning. Yeah. You always had a real estate team. And so in that, I really did lots of different roles in the real estate space. And coming into mortgage, I knew nothing like nothing. And so I knew I needed to find a company that would help me. So the 671 and upfront underwriting, all of that was super exciting for me because I was like, okay, this makes sense for me at this phase of life. And now that I'm past that phase, something else makes sense. And as hard as it is to make those decisions to leave one company that you love for another company that you hope you fall in love with, it's very difficult. But I knew I didn't want to do it alone. And so Janet's been with me since day one. And then Carissa joined, I guess, when we moved here. Mm -hmm. I was in the Birmingham office a lot. And she just approached me. She said she walked up and down the hallway like six times, scared to come talk to me. And then she just was like, hey, if you ever want to grow a team, I'd really like to be on your team. And so I had sort of thought about having a team at that point, but not really. And she's so fun. She really is like our team sunshine. She's just a breath of fresh air and she's responsible, but funny. And she just is very down to earth. Yeah. And, but just, she just, she's like our, I don't know. She's just our little sunshine and she makes us laugh and she's so encouraging. So you know, talked to leadership about it and really like worked through what it was going to be. And she took a lot off my plate. Stuff that I was doing, I was able to give to Carissa so that we could continue to grow. And so we did continue to see year over year massive growth. And then we added Megan, whom we politely stole from you. Mm -hmm. But I did hire her there. So now we have Megan. My entire team is licensed, which is a huge responsibility to undertake. So everybody's licensed. And so Megan's really like our concierge, our transaction coordinator. So we know how important customer service is. So we don't want to be the team who just gets the loans closed. We also want to make sure that if we have an issue with insurance on a house, we know it on, you know, day four, not day 24, when the insurance quotes are actually coming in. So we try to reverse engineer everything where if something's not going to work, we find it very, very early instead of very, very late. And by having a team, you're able to do that faster. Yeah. But there is a secret, I think... Everybody, if they've been paying attention here, should hear that there is a system and a process in place that allows for you to be efficient. I'm a systems girl. Yeah. And so I love to build them. I think I have a couple in my inbox right now. Chris and Megan have sent me. They're like, hey, we need to do this, this, and this. And so they send that to me and they let me build it because they know I love it. And then they follow it, which makes me happy. And we know like issues are systems or people. Right. I mean, if there's an issue, it's either systems or the people. And I know I have the right people. And so it's just about tweaking systems to make sure we do better. Well, I want to drill down to like more of the secret sauce. I don't even know what the sauce is. Well, I think I think I do. I mean, I think y'all take it personally. Oh, for sure. But that's not a secret. Yes. But I I don't know how to word this like for other people, you know, maybe their mindset is they're punching a clock. Right. It's a means to an end. Yeah. It's just what they do. And sometimes they do a good job. Sometimes they don't do a bad job. But if it's Friday night, 
you're supposed to close on Monday or Tuesday or whatever it is, and you have unresolved issues, you ain't getting no sleep. None. So like this is something that is all consuming to you. You take on the emotion of your clients, the emotion of your agents. I mean, this is something that is... I think I know the secret. You feel it as if it is happening to you. Yes, I do. And my entire team does. We actually all just took our Enneagrams and we are all exactly the same. What does that mean? That's like a disc, that's like a personality it's test? It's a personality test that labels you, but we are all two wing threes, all of us, which are empaths. So we feel everything, empath, I don't even know how you say it yeah. really. So we feel everything and take everything personally. And so to have a team of all twos is a little crazy, but twos are strong and steady and stay the course and take personal responsibility for everything. But we also feel everything. Yeah. I mean, I can see maybe the best way to describe it is this. I would think there's some loan officers out there. I think it's fair to say they go, well, the underwriter went home without resolving this issue. That's outside of my control. Throw their hands up in the air and go, hey, what more could I have done? And maybe they leave it there. But that ain't you. You're going to stew over it. You're going to commiserate over it. Yeah. You're going to send emails, fire off text messages, try to think through ways of solving the problem to where like, hey, I may have to do something out of my own pocket to make sure these people have a roof over their head to yeah. get this resolved. Yeah. So I just think that that translates to your real estate community, your clientele community, your sphere of influence community, your, your circle of friends. But there's also this authenticity factor to you, especially about being excited about helping people buy their first home, refinance, pay off debt, you know, do cash out refinances so they can do really cool things like maybe invest in their first short term rental and things like that, helping people build wealth, educating people on their money. It's just a special thing. And it just, I just really believe in two laws, these irrefutable laws of the law of attraction and the law of reciprocity. And I feel like, you know, that success is not something that we achieve. It's something that we attract. And you guys are magnetic in that way. And then you're doing so much good, like helping people with HELOCs. You make $0 off of that, but you're out there educating people, any and everybody that will listen about now's the time to secure that HELOC. So when the the real estate market goes on sale, the world goes on sale, like you can buy a ton of stocks or you can buy, you know, a couple rental houses. So I think a few of my secret sauces are that I've been in this space for a really long time. So I have established myself as a professional in the real estate mortgage space. So I think that gives me credibility. I don't even really know where Mama D came from. Do you even know where Mama D came from? Yes, it's because back in the early days when we were Jason for real estate, that I just always called you mom. Yeah, and okay. Then, and then it and, just and people would say like, "That's hey, weird." Can we get you no? Know, <laughs> but people would say like, "Hey, can we get you know this or that?" Can you know we need a more color toner for the copy machine? I'd be like, "All right, go ask mom." 
you know, can we get this? Can we throw this client appreciation party? I'd be like, go ask mom. Got to get ask you know mom's approval. And then when you got into mortgage, the whole mortgage mama D kind of yeah. Happened. Okay. Well, so it's no secret that I mom everybody, and I think like my nurturing personality and tone is comforting to people, and they want to do business with me. And I saw that when I sold real estate too, people were attracted to me and I didn't have to work very hard to get people to trust me. And I'm sure there's times that I have, you know, misplaced that trust and that's unfortunate and, but it's never intentional. And I always work really, really hard to be a nurturer, a lover, you know, work from my heart. And I think that translates to trust. Yeah. It's, it's highly magnetic and it's not... Is it why you love me? Unfortunately, it's not something we can teach. Yeah. I believe hearts can change. I know mine has drastically changed in a lot of ways, but I'll never, I don't think, unless I go to like some tent in the desert, like one of those sweat tents. You won't be there. With ayahuasca or something. Ayahuasca? Whatever it's called. Like there would have to be something very radical for this to happen. So unfortunately, we can't teach that, but you can, I think, you know, train yourself to develop a habit of defaulting to service. Mm -hmm. And we may never have that it factor because before too long, if Princeton can keep up with y'all, it's going to be really, really big. I I think the next step is, is that people are going to go, okay, so the Diana Will lending team, there's this DWLT, Mm -hmm. right? But now there's a branch. Yeah. We can join. And now we can kind of get learn a, from us. Learn yes. from DWLT, but not feel like you have to be on a team. And maybe some of that same d- process we took in two thousand ten. When did we open JWRE? No, it was fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. So same journey. Just I've learned from all of the mistakes and get to do it again on a different scale. Yeah. So people go about, oh I, let me go work with Diana. Maybe some of that pixie dust will rub off on me, but And I think it will, because first of all, your vibe is going to attract your tribe. Right. People are just going to go, I want to work with her because I want to be, I want to work for somebody who's even keel, who's level-headed, who's positive, who's empathetic, who's a nurturer, who is loving, who would read Bob Goff's Love Does book a thousand times if you had the time to do it, and maybe you will before you leave this earth, but it's a special environment. That's a special place to go to work. And so I see you guys like getting voted like best place to work in Birmingham and all kind of stuff coming into the future. But if there is a loan officer out there listening that just feels like their work environment is a little bit negative or think about this, it may not be a negative thing. It may not be a resource thing. They may have the app that you have, But there is a lot to be said for being able to level up by putting yourself in an environment of people that have growth mindset. Yeah. Well, we all know you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And we spend a ton of time with the people that we work with. More so than a lot of times your family. Yeah. And so that was also, you know, like a contributing factor. You know, like sometimes you just are at a place where you've hit the ceiling, you know, and you've got to continue to push to lift your lid and there's nothing wrong with it. And as leaders, when people leave, it sucks. You know, I think that was one of the hardest parts of my decision is I've walked 
you know, I've been a leader, people have left. And I watch you be a brokerage owner where people change brokerages and do their thing. So I know how bad it hurts. And so that was really, really hard for me. But I also knew that if I didn't choose my heart now, my heart was going to be even harder because I was going to lose somebody on my team to somebody else. And that was going to be way more painful than just leaving a company. Or there could be resentment that's formed that does irreparable damage damage to these relationships. Yeah. You had yeah. to do what you had to do. Yeah. All right. We need to wrap it up here. So let's talk about, has anything changed? Your phone number changed? If I'm listening and I want to apply for a loan to buy a home or I want to start the pre-approval process, where do I go? Forever and ever, dianawillteam.com. Dianawillteam.com. That's D-I-A-N-A. W-I-L-L-T-E-A-M.com. You're such a good speller. Thank you for that. You're not a good speller, but you got all that right. Yeah, I was nervous. And my cell phone hasn't changed. 251-508-1336. Our website is automated, so you can apply for a loan. You'll find my phone number. You'll find my team information. Everything's there. Yeah, follow her on social. TikTok. A lot of good stuff going on on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, (laughs) we're working on that. And we're working on... (laughs) My goal is to help you get to 5,000 followers or almost to 3,000 followers. So you share a lot of great stuff, both personal and professional. Thanks uh, to my social media manager. Yeah, you're a great real estate trainer. So real estate agents out there could really learn how to 2X their business if they called you just for some coaching. The level of expertise that you have to offer the industry as a whole is very significant. So I would just encourage people to reach out to you. I would love it. I love people and I love to build relationships and friendships. So, and I'm the same way. Like I see people on social media and I'm like, I love your vibe. Can we be friends? You know? And I'm like, but I'm not a creeper. Let's do lunch so you can realize I'm not a creeper. And then one lunch with me, they're like, okay, she's not weird. Yeah. So I'd love to do lunch with some new people and it's no secret that I love to hang out with strong chicks. So yeah, and you know, we, how long have we been in Birmingham? Three two years. years, two years. Two so years. there's a lot of real estate agents that you don't know. Yeah, yeah. So reach out to Diana and go to lunch, and I can tell you, this happens every time. Like if I know somebody before they know you, after they meet you, I just bottom of the totem pole. Yes, and it's very disturbing. But anyway, Diana, can you will, blame them? No. No, I can't. Diana Will, thank you so much for sharing your Princeton mortgage story with us. It's amazing. I can't wait to see just how this trajectory of your business and how it takes off. And thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Again, this is the Diana Will Lending Team. That's dianawillteam.com at Princeton Mortgage, NMLS 1740691. Hey, thanks all for listening. We'll be back soon with another show. If you got any value out of this, please share it with somebody that might benefit from this information, especially somebody that is trying to buy a home and is not working with somebody that can help them solve problems and circumvent issues because Diana Will is certainly a master at that. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Magic City Business. This podcast is fueled by the support of our listeners. So if you found value in the podcast, please be sure to give us a favorable rating on iTunes, subscribe, and share your favorite episodes with friends. If there is an impactful story behind your business and you'd like to be featured on the show, please send an email to magiccitybusiness at gmail.com.